Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Thursday, March 17th, 2022. You simply can't read through the Bible or read through the Bible in a year like we're doing and avoid this repeated phrase or idea that comes up over and over again, and that is the fear of the Lord. I mean, you think of it a lot in Proverbs, but you're going to see it even more places than that. Today, we're going to see it in one of the Gospels. Now, as we think about the fear of the Lord, it's kind of a mental trip to go through all the aspects because we start with fear, and we think of fear as a universally negative thing sometimes because we don't like fear. We don't like being afraid, so we think of any fear as a bad thing. The problem with that is the fear of the Lord over and over in Scripture is presented as a good thing. But still, there's fear involved in it. Some people try to explain the fear of the Lord in ways that really try to make it sound like anything but fear. It couldn't possibly mean fear because fear is always bad. Where, no, we realize God is holy. God is powerful. I am not. And that produces the the right fear of the Lord. And that's a that's a good thing. That's a healthy thing when we fear the Lord. I often give it a more practical definition of living like God is real and that he really is the awesome holy God he claims to be and that he is watching. I'm living my life with that awareness is kind of the practical definition there of the fear of the Lord. But today we're going to see Jesus talk about the fear of the Lord. We're going to see Jesus command us to fear the Lord, and we're going to see a few benefits, some of the good aspects of fearing the Lord. And we're going to see this today in Luke 12 as we look at verses 1 through 21. And you see this idea here, starting in verse 4, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body, and after that, have nothing more than they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. He tells him, fear God. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Uh, So there we see the fear of the Lord being commanded by Jesus. But in our reading today, we're going to see three benefits, three blessings of the fear of the Lord um, that we see kind of in our our reading there. And the first is if we go back, that the first blessing of the fear of the Lord is that it will keep us from hypocrisy. The fear of the Lord will keep us from hypocrisy. And that's what he warns them about at the end of verse one, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. But then we see how the fear of the Lord is connected to this. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. So there, that that gets us thinking about the fear of the Lord, because he knows everything you do. Nothing is hidden from God, and he will reveal everything that you do. So the fear of the Lord is what really kills hypocrisy. If you want to 
not be two-faced. That's the idea of hypocrisy, almost putting on a mask to cover up who you really are. Well, you can't do that with God. He sees who you really are, and someday he is going to reveal who you really are. So the first aspect of the fear of the Lord is it should free us from hypocrisy. And that's a good thing because hypocrisy actually is a burden that we were not designed to carry. The second benefit of the fear of the Lord shows up in that middle section, even as he's telling them to have no fear. It gives us really a boldness in serving God. So first, it frees us from hypocrisy. The second, it gives us boldness, right? We don't need to fear man. And we see some of this where we're reminded that God knows us. You know, if he cares of the sparrow, how much more will he care for us? And he He knows the hairs on our head. So God cares about us, and we don't need to be afraid of people that might threaten persecution or anything else. We stick to doing what God wants because we fear him. And that's where we look at him both as, well, I don't want to be on the wrong side of God because he is an awesome and holy God, and he is going to win. And if I oppose him, I will lose. But also, not only do we see God as a scary figure, we see him as a loving figure. He knows us. He cares about us. And therefore, we can be bold to acknowledge God before men. And we don't need to deny God or to deny Christ before men. So that's where we should get a lot of boldness in ministry from the fear of the Lord. It's often been said, you know, if you fear the Lord, you don't need to fear anyone or anything else. And so we can serve the Lord with boldness in ministry, knowing, hey, if I'm if I please him, it doesn't matter who I displease, because I'm not afraid of them. I, I fear the Lord. And also mixed in with that fear of the Lord, you see a part of that is I trust his goodness. I trust his care for me. So I don't need to be afraid of what people might think or what the culture might say or what the world might do. I just can focus on fearing the Lord and pleasing the Lord. And that's going to give me boldness to say things that might not be popular, courage to do what is right. And we see that as a fruit of the fear of the Lord. The other thing that we'll see is in this parable at the end, really the fear of the Lord will also not only you know free us from hypocrisy and give us boldness in serving the Lord, it'll also free us from covetousness. And that's where you see him give this warning in verse 15, take Care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And then he tells this story of the rich fool who stores up for himself for the foreseeable future, thinks, hey, I've got it made in the shade, and I can just enjoy my life and soak all this up and relax and take it easy. And God says to him, you fool. This very night, your soul is required of you. Well, a fear of the Lord will keep us from getting trapped into the rat race of this world and covetousness and materialism because we know that is not what it's about. That's not what our lives should focus on because all of that is temporary and none of that really has any power. But we fear the Lord, the one who created everything. We fear the Lord, the one who is in control, who is good, and we see things not as things we earn or deserve, but as things that God has given us. So the fear of the Lord, it is a good thing. 
It is a great thing. And in our passage today in Luke, we see these three benefits. It it frees us from hypocrisy because we're fearing the Lord. Uh, We're not putting on two different faces because we know God sees everything. God will reveal everything. We can't hide under hypocrisy. It gives us boldness in ministry. We don't need to fear man. We don't need to fear persecution because God is in control and God cares about us. And then finally, it'll free us from covetousness and getting sucked into the ways of the world and seeking the things of the world because our eyes are on the Lord. So the question is, do you fear the Lord? Do you live life? Are you going to live today? With an awareness, God is real, he is holy, and he is awesome, and he is watching. And more than that, he He knows, he, he sees my thoughts, he hears my whispers. God knows everything. Am I going to live today like that is true? And if you do, those will be some of the benefits that you will experience. Now let's go back to the book of Numbers, or as we've been calling it, Warriors, in chapters 32 and 33. And as we get there, we'll see some things that warn us, I think, about really settling for less. And I want us to think about this spiritually in our lives. Chapter 2 tells the story, or 32, tells the story of Reuben and Gad and half of the tribe of Manasseh. And they settle in Gilead. Well, what's Gilead? It's it's really the part of, uh, now it would be the country of Jordan, but it's on the other side of the Jordan River from what is the modern nation of Israel. And really the, the promised land, they were focused on going over the Jordan River into the promised land, but they say, hey, we'll be here. And God allows that and they go in and help with the conquest. So they're not bailing on the mission. But I think what we will see is uh, th- that wasn't the best. That, that's not was That wasn't God's original design. And I think there's some warnings that we'll see even later in our reading uh, that cause trouble with these tribes being isolated. I mean, that river and the Sea of Galilee, that was a defense against Israel. These people were much more exposed to other nations, other problems because of where they chose to settle. And I think uh, sometimes spiritually, when we don't press into all that God is calling us to, we leave ourselves exposed uh, to all kinds of temptation or problems. And that's the warning that we see at the end of chapter 33, as God warns them, hey, you need to drive out all the inhabitants, even as you get your um, as you get your in, your tribal inheritances, that we divvy up the land between the tribes, you need to drive them out. And if you don't, they will be, as it says in verse 55, as barbs in your eyes and thorns in your sides, and they shall be trouble. Uh, they shall trouble you in the land where you dwell. Well, spoiler alert, guess what's going to happen? They're not going to drive out all the inhabitants and they're going to remain and be barbs in their eyes and thorns in their sides. So another warning, when we fail to do what God calls us to do and all of what God calls us to do, we deal with ongoing problems. So again, the book of Numbers, you might not always think of it as so exciting, but there's some very valuable lessons for our lives even in that reading today. So may we be people who fear the Lord. May we be people who know the benefits of fearing the Lord, because the fear of the Lord is a tree of life. It is a good thing, and we'll see more and more of that as we read through the Bible this year. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.